Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
to enhance a simple spiritual attractiveness and the characteristics of many fascinations of what has been given to me. If you would understand, I have took the keys of my human nature, walked the steps of spiritual acuity at its deepest levels. Corresponding to the operations of life, his balance cannot be inspected directly by human sleeping consciousness. I have crossed death path and been inside the belly of the beast. I've gone to hell and tamed Satan with the tray of ice cubes and the inverse star is my home and you will say, he may be crazy. The same thing they said about Moses and Jesus, yet you worship a religion of man who has made his presence through images and religion associated with beliefs and his lack of reveal. Look at how humans are acting. Betrayed by his own mechanical universe, he is irrelevant to a prolonged contemplation. Please don't get lost in the illusion that he is not human or just not in tune with his vibration. When you stop existing, you start truly living. Each moment of the day comes alive with the wonder of synchronicity. Unless you know where you are going, then you will not know how to get there. I've already been. The only thing limiting human aspiration is human imagination. Vibrational thoughts give life to the goal humans wish for. But you have yet to indwell deep enough to understand the cultivation of the human vibration. You must match your energy, your vibration, with that of the universe. Bring it into a, a higher frequency where it synchronizes with the object, person, or situation you require. You are a spiritual human. So stop acting as if though you are a sheep and start thinking for yourself. Good thoughts can become reality with cosmic ordering. Cosmic ordering is absent in body but present in spirit. Time is a great teacher, but cosmic ordering is a great provider. We are in that Monday night DSR groove to enjoy the competitive art of late night performance poetry. Living should be living, not dying. Into my world, yours will be forever. I look forward to our time with anticipation and great desire. And my current thoughts are about to be on the full purpose pins mic with your host, me, of course, Mr. Boston. And with your DJ, DJ Kane Spade, we're not going to turn out the lights tonight, we're going to raise the curtain higher than normal. We brought back buffalo wings and spaghetti tonight over in the green room. So get your poetic textbooks ready. Spoken word education is in session with women who speak through portrait featuring Barbara at DSR all damn day. The call-in number is one six zero five five six two zero four four four. The show ID is 136054. Press pound and one to get in. Raise your hand by hitting star two. Or you could just sit back, relax, and tune in via our chat room at www.talkshow.com slash show slash DSR presents full purpose pins. And ladies and gentlemen, 
Welcome to another Monday night with Mr. Boston and DJ Kane Spade. I have a question. Have you ever listened to a woman who has gained so much, created so much, accomplished the accomplished yet enough is not enough? She's a soldier. You have to listen to this woman with curiosity. She speaks with honesty, acting with integrity. Too often we underestimate the power of a touch, smile, a kind word, empathy, a listening ear, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. This lady we have tonight shares her story with empathy and understanding in the art of conversation, the art of hearing as well as being heard. Listening audience, please welcome Miss Barbara. Barbara, are you in the building? Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? (laughs) <laughs> you know, I had to. I I I I just had the the spirit of feeling that you was going to smile and giggle and have a good time tonight. You know, but you know what I want to do? Yeah, pronounce your last name. Okay, Aaron. Say that Air again. Aaron. Uh huh. True. Aaron. True. Aaron. Aaron true. And it means oh, like, yes. it means air. It means let me say this. It means her air is true. <laughs> I mean her voice is true. A woman yes, who it, speaks it means, to poetry. Yes. yes, it means <laughs> true to his honor. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, okay. That, Let me tell y'all a little name. bit. Yeah, his last name. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. How you feeling tonight? I'm feeling great. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm feeling the same way. You know, I feel like Tony the Tiger who just opened up, came out of his new box of uh, 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 cornflakes, you know, sugar-coated cornflakes, <laughs> you know. But let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all a little bit about this beautiful lady, this beautiful mind, this beautiful heart. This lady grew up in Brooklyn, and she moved to Queens. She has lived and taught in Long Island, Buffalo, New York, and Westchester, as well as years in Los Angeles. Oh, my hometown. She has a master's degree in reading and writing up to K-12. She was a teacher for 20 years in elementary school where she taught. reading and writing. She currently is retired from teaching, but she tutors and is living in Stamford, Connecticut with her family. Since March 2020, she has been tutoring online. And she says, if I could be like Jennifer Taylor, inspired by Paula Danzer, for her children's writing workshop at Manhattanville College, she won second prize in pre, pre, predators, predators. And predators, predators 
as editor and editor as best young adult book for 2011. Her second book, after considers what can happen to a teen when her father becomes ill with a heart attack, it is based on her own experience when her husband had a heart attack in the aftermath of what she and her family experienced. The sequel to If it, If I Could Be Like Jennifer Taylor title, Who is Jennifer Taylor? It's currently at her publisher, and she has almost finished writing the last book of the series, the Mill Valley High series. Barbara has a poetry book, You Probably Forget Me, Living With and Without Hal, which won honorable mention in the NLAPW, which stands for National League of American Pen Women, Benny Ream Contest for 2017. Several of her poems are published in the anthology Poets Unify the World, number one bestseller, Crossroads. A Poet's Life Journey, Poets to Come, Walt Whitman Bicentennial Anthology for 2019. World Poetry Open Mic 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, her short screenplay for The Kiss won first prize for a romantic short screenplay at Indie Gathering and was nominated for Best Dialogue in a Short at Action on Film. Her poem, A Walk Down the Path of My Memories, won Best Poem for 2019 at Action on Film. She has interviewed several authors virtually and, just, and has been interviewed several times virtually. She is the regional director of the West of Motivational Strips, the world's most visited writer's website. And she has received several awards for Motivational Strips and some other foreign governments, including World Poetic Pillar Award 2021 from World Nations Writers Union, Kazakhstan Certificate of Author Recognition, and the Order of Shakespeare Medal 2020. From CIT Academy, the Converted Indian, okay, thank you. The Converted Indian Independence Day honor from Hurata, Hurat, Syed Academy on August 15, 2020 and 2021. Cesar Vallejo Premium Mandio 2020 from Union Hispermodio. The Escortius and Motivational Strips Primo Mondodio at La Exia Literia, 2019-20. The Order of Shakespeare Medal, 2019 from Kazakhstan, And she also received the World Poetic Star, August 23, 2019. In 2018, Ambassador to Literature from Motivational Strips she has a blog, Barbara's Menderings, and has been hosting a radio show on Blog Talk Radio, Books and Entertainment, Tales from the Pages, once a month for 11 years. On Facebook, she is a member of several poetry groups, including Motivational Scripts, The Garden of Poetry and Prose, 
WPOM, Poets and Friends, Poeming Friends, and Poets Addict. She belongs to Greenwich Pen Women Letters and SCBWI. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Barbara, to DSR. All damn day. All right. Here we go. All right. So how are you feeling tonight? Well, that was... <laughs> mm. That was a lot for you to read, and you read it very well, considering there were some words that are very hard to say. <laughs> okay. You know what? Let's go on and get this. Let's go on and get this 30-minute, 35-minute, 40-minute interview out the way so we can get some of this poetry popping up in this building. Question one. Hmm. What is like now? I'm 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 reading your bio. So while I'm reading your Bible, I'm coming up with these questions as I read your Bible. Your your bio. What is it like to be a teacher of people from your own um, from your own perspective? Um, okay, I have taught so many children of so many ages in so many places and I just can't tell you that it's easy to teach okay it's not it's easy easier to, to teach when listening right it's easy to teach when listening right yes sometimes even <laughs> okay. when children are listening they don't actually get what you're trying to say. You okay. could be talking about something, they're listening, you mm. think that they understood, and then you give a test and nobody knows what you talked about. So That's you have to right. go back and reteach. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. So what it's like you know- to be a teacher is that you have to be patient. You have to have compassion for people. And you have to understand the kinds of learning that each person has. Okay. Everybody has a I different agree. style of learning. And so some may not learn the way you first taught them. So you have to reteach them in another way. And if that doesn't okay. work, you have to keep reteaching. So that okay. is my philosophy that everyone okay. can learn. They can uh, just I, learn at different um, times. Okay. So how does it feel being in retirement? I'm retired myself, but, you know, <laughs> you know, you get bored. You know, I do. I get bored. So you got to get out and do other little things. You know what I'm saying? And I, I choose to stay retired but go back to work part-time, you know, um, and stuff, you know, and and. and Still get out and meet people. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes people go in retirement and they close themselves off to the entire world. You know. So how does it feel being in retirement for you? I love it. And could I use some? I think it's an OM. Mm-hmm. It's kind of okay. crazy. I'm hearing, yeah, I'm hearing two sounds. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. 
How so does it's, it's, it's what weird. Anyway, I'll, I'll continue. But okay. um, I don't just sit around all day. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what I, does I it do. feel like? Yeah. Okay. What does it feel what like? What does it feel like? Yeah. What does Relaxed. it feel like? What What does it feel like <laughs> winning all your different awards for writing short of the Nobel Peace Prize? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm overwhelmed. I, I wanted to frame all of them, but I only got to frame one, which was mm-hmm. the Indian Award, the Indian Independence Award, which mm-hmm. around the world became very very important. And here okay. in America, I got a write-up in in the Stanford um, Gazette. And also the Stanford Advocate was going to give a feature on me, but COVID came along and okay. changed everything. So okay. I didn't get that. But it's a very prestigious <laughs> award. And okay. all of the others are there, and and I feel very um, how can I say it <laughs> esteemed by the world. Okay. And yet, um, I'm still mom to my kids. <laughs> okay, that well, you know, that that's gonna always be because you birthed them into this world. You know, and that 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 motherly instinct always is going to be there for them children. Okay, next question: Where do I go in this Bible? You mentioned something, someone having a a heart attack. Can you touch on that subject for a moment? That was my husband. The beginning of that book is a phone call that I actually had with him that I gave to a 15-year-old girl named Lauren. Uh And it it was him telling me that he was feeling awful and that he had chest pains and was very uncomfortable, had, um, you know, he was having difficulty with his digestion, indigestion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I told him that I was going to get, uh, I told him to go to the hospital. But before mm-hmm. I did, on another phone, we called the doctor and the doctor said, yes, make sure he gets to a hospital and tell him to take an aspirin. So I told him, to go and stop and get an aspirin. And then I think saved his life. And he drove to the hospital and he was just sweating so profusely, but he got himself out of the car after he parked his car and he walked into the ER. Mm. And it was after the the phone call in my book, everything changes for Lauren because okay. she goes with her parent, her mother to the hospital. And then it, just like my husband, he he needed bypass surgery and then the surgery didn't quite work out because he had complications. 
Mm-hmm. And so it took him like almost two months to get out of the hospital. But I, oh, I shortened okay. it for the book. Okay. But it was an experience that I didn't want to go through again because it was very mm-hmm. horrible. I feel you. I feel you on that. I feel you. Well, tell us about Jennifer Taylor. Who is Jennifer, oh, Jennifer Taylor? Taylor? And what is Jennifer Taylor about? Well, if I could be like Jennifer Taylor is based on my own daughter's experience with an eating disorder and also her feelings about her body. So it's really her divided into two. Karen feels better about And Jennifer Taylor, who was driven to be in the Olympics, and she's a gymnast, and she's Olympic status, and she just has an eating disorder because she has to be at a certain weight, and she can't keep it off. Okay. And Jennifer is a very interesting character, so interesting that people have identified with her more than Carolyn. So I wrote an entire book about her and her life and her mother. And there's a lot of issues in there with her, with her mother. And and um, it involves a lot of stuff. Okay. And then because of well, the book, what I introduced a lot of characters in that book. And so because I had all of the characters from the first book and then I interviewed introduced one more well, one more character but I went more deeply into the into into the, her life then I wrote the third book all in third person the first two books are in first person the first is in Carolyn's point of view and the second is in Jennifer's point of view and then the third is in every other character's point of view. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear a piece of that poetry. Well, That's what I'm waiting for. Okay. Hear. I will read um, the first one that I came across today. And this okay. is called My Cloak of Sorrow. And I wrote it for Palming Friends during the April Palmer Day. And at that time, I was writing two poems a day Mm -hmm. for the month of April. So I wrote 60 poems. Wow, that's a lot. Well, don't feel bad. I used to write five a day, six, sometimes 10. You know, whatever was, wherever mood I was in, I would put it on paper. And it put it out there in the raw form, unedited, and everything. I just drop it. You know, it's just... And that's what you have to do when you're writing so many poems. You can't really edit yeah. that closely. But this yeah, one I exactly. looked at, and I, I edited a little bit today. This is called okay. My Cloak of Sorrow. When we first met, you were my comfort. I felt you upon me as my day wandered on, a constant light weight surrounding me as I attempted to right myself. 
but you injected your sorrow into me, keeping me in a steady state of despair, never leaving me a second as I wore you. Your, your pain was my friend. We had a kind of deal between us. Sometimes I would shrug you off and hold you over my arm, thinking I didn't want you or need you. Your steady infusion of sorrow and pain would leave me then, and I would sometimes smile a little. But soon, I would find you had crept onto me. And then I was once again in the morass of sorrow you brought into my life with your weave of remembered tenderness and a lover's touch caressing my body and creating a void too deep to ever fill in any way. I thought I would never be able to lift you off of me, that your weight would be the endless pressure of my days. But as days and nights piled up, your weave began to wear thin and eventually unraveled like a badly knit sweater. And then you were gone, leaving behind threads of your existence, distant memories of your presence. Wow. You know what? <clears throat> what do I say to that? Well, I'm going to say this. <laughs> Heaven knows we never need to be ashamed of our tears because they are rain upon the blinding. And lady, 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 you are a genius of sadness, immersing herself in it knowing how to separate the numerous strands and appreciating the subtle nuisances. Uh, you are a prism through which sadness could be divided into an infinite spectrum. That's what I have to say about that. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't pay no attention to me because I'll be going way out there. You know what I'm saying? But my, my, my whole focus is to make another person think. That's what my job is. I teach and make people think. Because you could teach all day, but if a person's not thinking to, to regurgitate what you have taught them, well, then, what have you taught, you know? So I always ask myself that. So hold on one second. DJ Kane Spade, um, who do we have in the on the line? All right. 
Yes, we got a nice full house in the building. A shout out to everybody who called in. Remember to hit that star two to raise your hand if you have something to say. First on the call, we got Sincere. Sincere. Yeah, now, it's been a long, long time since I've connected with you. Sincere? Sincere? Is he in the building? DJ Kane? Is he in the building? Sincere from Sincere from Los Angeles. Hey, man, it's been such a long, long time since I've connected with you. I think it's been over yes, two two years. I think it's yes, been sir. about that long, you know. But now I'm close to you now, god dang it. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm, yes, you are. I'm, I'm home in San Diego right now, man. So, That's, you know, when I, I love when it. I, yeah, and uh, you know, um, I, come, I, I come to L.A. from time to time. It's, not, it's an hour and a half drive. I come there from time to time when I want to get out and, and just ride, you know what I'm saying? I get on Highway One right. and ride until I, until I want to, till I want to get off of it. You know what I'm saying? Just ride up the coast and smell the fresh, salty air. You know what I'm saying? But we have Miss Barbara in the building tonight. Yeah. One of those, one of those exquisite, soft, but true to the game, a poetry. So if you have a question for her, please feel free. To ask oh, absolutely. Barbara, uh, first of all, I commend you for all the work you have done. What's been your biggest challenge as a writer? Uh, as, uh, I, I know you have different characters. Is it getting to the characters, or is it is your own work that you write from your perspective? Oh, that was a great hi. First of all, hi, Sincere. Yes, ma'am. And um, I would have to say my biggest challenge is at the moment – Getting my books republished Got because it. they were published by one publisher, and now that publisher went out of business, and now I have to find another publisher. But if mm-hmm. as far as writing goes, it's most you know, it's like. Sometimes I'll get stuck in the middle. I don't Ooh. actually do any outlining, but I'm always thinking about it in my head. But sometimes I'll have to put it down on paper and figure out where the plot is going. But But that doesn't usually happen very often. It only happens if the plot gets too complicated. Otherwise, I pretty much write, like, that's it. My characters, because I know my characters so well, they just write themselves. They're always talking to me. Nice. I love it. Okay. Very good. Barbara, I got a a comment for you. Miss Lois Shaw says, she loved that piece. 
because he saw your shades of sadness and to know the hues of that sadness. But she says she loves you very much. Oh, I tell her I love her work too. Okay, she's listening <laughs> Thank on you. the line. She's listening. She's Thank listening. You so she's much. listening. I to love you. her work. Okay. Now, sincere. You know yeah. good and well that you can't come <laughs> over here in Mr. Boss's house and not bring a piece of poetry. So if you Absolutely. came over here without a piece of poetry, I'm going to do a free spit on you that you're going to be mad at me about. So you better have a piece. I got a piece. It says, come for me. All right. Okay. It's your mic. Come for me. It's any of this most dis- dispensable and just. Dis- Spies that you have in your eyes year after year. On this earth we call heaven and hell. Come for me. I need this whip and chains as I call mental slavery. Should I buy a new hip or should I take a trip? I must add a limp on a two-way strip. Come again? You said what? Wait, what? I can't see. It's the white in my eyes from hearing about how you feel about me. Rather than double check, I put on my bubble goose, or was that geese added on the side of Timberlands? You know it's fall, and fall is a winter snitch. Catch a PG rated over a PS5, 17 mature ratings to boast on this chirp. Order a chip, last longer when I cry when doves fly. Come on, and then I get that, okay? Copy that. You did like my memo that was sent out on our CC to BC email. You to everyone, come for me. Let's grab a grip or grope into this next broad meeting over some yum-yum coffee and bagels added to lox and cream cheese, please. I need my ass rearranged, not being extraordinary. The audacity coming from our head of human resource, asking and inquiring about my whereabouts. Shut up already. I'm on my mandatory break. Take seven of those ten. I'll be ready with my report, just getting ready for the payback. No extra charges needed. I did that. I can't hide. I stand a whipping. Six foot eight, black and yellow, taller than any Chicago skyscraper, overlooking city views. I wish a white hooded would test me. Now back to her. She wanted to spend some overtime looking at me. Fill in the blanks. I have a degree in common sense. Spread out this public school for a nation can't hold me back. Come for me. Sincere from all senses. That's that piece. Sir, what was yes, the sir. inspiration behind? What was the inspiration behind that piece right there? I like that piece, and I, oh, I like appreciate the, that. Yeah, I like the way you did it with the inflections, though. That was that was the cold part about it. Those inflections was the cold, cold part about that piece. Well, what was the inspiration behind that piece? That was uh, coming from corporate America and, and, and working, working my way up, and I didn't get the credit that was due. 
Um, they just mm-hmm. assume an average individual doesn't have their credentials. And when I put out my credentials, everybody was in awe. I didn't know. Wow. Oh, you never said that. So I'm like, excuse Man. me, it's in my it's in my files. How you missed that? Wow. They assume every right. African American is uneducated. Man, you know that agree. that that really reminds me of when I graduated from college. Because my, my 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 background is human services and drug and alcohol counseling, substance abuse, uh, crisis intervention, and so I graduated from Fisher College in Boston, a very private college, and it was like um, maybe ten black people in the whole college. Mm. And I graduated, I graduated with honors. I graduated, matter of fact, I was in the running for the valedictorian and one girl beat me out. But after I graduated, with all the experiences with drugs and alcohol problems and crisis problems that existed at that time, I probably applied for roughly in a year's time 61 jobs. And at each time I went to these interviews, nobody hired me. So what I did was I hired a job coach. And she told me, she says, Nobody's going to hire you. And I was explaining to her every time that I went to an interview, there was these 25-year-olds, 20-year-olds interviewing me. And I was perturbed because what does a 25-year-old know about interviewing a seasoned man? And when I when they when you look at my resume, my resume doesn't tell the tell of the tape about me. But when you look at all of my certifications, my CADAC certification, my certification for counseling, and my certification for drug and alcohol treatment. That scared them. That's what she says. She said they're scared that you're going to come in and take their job because nine times Mm -hmm. out of ten, they do not have what you have. And she said, I have to commend you because going to college full time and then going to take these state tests and studying for these state tests and passing these state tests and getting these licenses and getting these certifications, you scared them. And she says, do you even realize where you at? You're in Boston, Massachusetts. And it dawned on me. And I'm like, wow, do racism really exist that deep in a city that's 
70% uh, minority, maybe, you know? Mm. He said, yes. He says, yes. And this is one of the reasons why I talk a lot. I write a lot of stuff about racism. And I will watch the world as it unfolds right before my eye, you know, because I didn't, when I'm come, I, I, I grew up in the early, the late 50s, 60s, 70s in that era. And where I was born at, where I was raised, and I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, but I was raised in a, a little town just 59 miles from Yuma, Arizona, and we didn't have that problem because I guess we didn't have that problem because my great-grandfather and my grandfather and my father's father, they basically built that town. Now it's a huge city. Never had that problem, you know. So I really never experienced it on that level, you know. So I was right. I said, okay, it's time, time for me to come back yes, to California. It's, it's there. Yes, it's still in existence. It's embedded it's, in. It's there. It's there the everywhere. Yeah. But you know what? So you know I what did, bothers me? Just to interject, that? they tell us to go to school, get certified, learn. When we meet the criteria that's set before us, then they hold us back. They say, "Well, it's you're not qualified." Well, we got the qualifications with the experience with our degree. Now we become intimidating. How is it intimidating if the criteria of the job flies what you need and you got it? Why are we still being Absolutely. held back? Absolutely. And, you know, and then when I got here, I put in all of these different job applications. And now in order for me to work in the field that I went to school for, now I got to go back and get all of the same certifications. Oh, right, because you're in California. Because I'm in California, <laughs> and they don't recognize right. the New England state's certifications. What's the certification to qualify, even qualify for those certifications? You have to go to classes before you even can take the test. You have to do all kind of yes. stuff in New England. You have to do internships and you have to do so many hours working with these type of people and you know and then when you get to california your certifications don't mean anything and i was like i'm now i'm perturbed i'm mad and and the first thing i said to myself was i went to college for nothing That's i spent right. all of that money for nothing i spent over two hundred thousand dollars going to school and Getting and getting these certifications, and now I went to school for nothing. Now I'm a, in order for me to work in California in that field, I have to go back to school. Now my CADAC, my California Alcohol Drug uh, Certification, is good anywhere, but nobody wants to hire me with just that. You understand? Correct. Correct. You know, so I am I am so distraught and pissed off about that. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? But you know, no, it, okay. it, it's, it's, it's still good. I'm because... gonna ask... Go ahead. 
I'm going to add to that. I have a doctor degree and a master's degree. I don't even put, I have to dumb down my resume. I don't even put my doctor degree. And I, I, I don't even put my master's. I just put my bachelor's. And just to, when I put my doctorate degree, they're like, you got that? I was like, yeah, I went to school for it. Um, 54. Oh, wow. I don't even put yeah. it now because now, because I outpriced myself with that doctorate degree. Oh, I don't think we can afford you. you oh, I, didn't, I didn't want the minimal. Just right. go to a yeah. college and teach. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm applying for the kid. Uh, I just started applying for, for next academic season. That's why I'm going back to junior college. Because yeah, go, get back, a job go back to school and teach because that's what they want. They want doctorates and they want people who write. So yeah. if you do that, publish and, and have a doctorate, you'll you'll be able to be a teacher. I have two I have two um, books already out on Amazon. I have three on my own publishing company that's coming out on my own publishing company. And I just did I just do did you know a documentary. What, here? what kind of books do you have? Uh poetry. Poetry books, well, anthology. You know what? You should come on my show. Well, let's make it. Yeah, happen. yeah, man. Yeah, there you go, man. I was just going to say that, man. You need to get with this lady, connect with this lady, and come on the show, man. She has, man. The other day, I watched a podcast that she had. Oh my goodness! You know the knowledge and wisdom that was in that podcast. Wow. I, I, I just said, wow, you know, so I'm going, me personally, whenever I have a chance and she has a podcast, I'm definitely going, I'm definitely going to go, you know, because they're a live podcast, man, and it's, right. you know, you really get to see the people, you get to talk to the people and, and right. stuff, you know, so I, that's the kind of podcast that I like, where you can see and talk to the people, you know, so well, yeah. I, I have I a radio connected. show. Which I'm going to have on Thursday at 4 p.m. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Eastern time. Okay. And I have somebody really great on there. So actually one of the people from my podcast that I was on, Rick Spacek, Spacek is going to be on there. Oh, beautiful. Well, I will will forward my information to um, King Spade and Mr. Boston and they forward it to you. I'll be honored. Looking forward to learning more about you and talking with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get you. I, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you on my. I'm, I'm gonna get you on my show this year, man. You know what I'm saying? I got to get you over here. You know, you got a lot of knowledge and wisdom that you need to share with the listening audience. Yeah, I'd man. like to hear more of your work. I'm really excited. Oh. I really love that piece. I appreciate. Thank Indeed. you so much. All right, sincere. Over in the green room, there's some spaghetti and some chicken wings over there. Yeah, I got about 20 different homemade sauces over there, man. Go on over there and get you a couple of them chicken wings and and test the sauce over there, man. Oh, I definitely will. (laughs) All right, man. Thank you, thank you, man. Hey, man, we're gonna have to connect. We're gonna have to connect, man. So I can when I so when I come down to L.A., man, we can go. We can we can go and. Do something live, man, at the poetry show. Oh, absolutely, you know. absolutely, indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate you. You and good luck, Barbara. I look forward to uh, talking thank to you. Thank you, and be in touch, definitely. Yes, ma'am. All right. Okay. 
All right, back to you, Barbara. That poetry book, you probably forget me living with and without Hal. That's an interesting. That's an interesting title right there, and it says a lot, you know. And I don't want to overtalk you in this, so explain that title and explain that book. Cause that's an interesting title. Okay, so I'll read to you. Let's see, it's from my my preface to to my to my book. And he was always worried about my memory. Okay. So it, he was always worried that because of my memory, I might not tell things about him in the way he would want when he was gone. Okay. He always joked that I would probably forget his name in a few years. I think he would have liked to see this book with all of my poems in it about him. And we would have had a laugh about all the things I got wrong in them if he were here. And that's from the preface of my book. And when I was thinking about a title for this book, I thought about those conversations we had in which he said, oh, you're probably going to forget me. You know, you have such a bad memory. <laughs> He'll have okay. to he'll say, oh, who was, what's his name? I, oh, I lived with him for 48 years, but I, I don't remember him. His name. Uh, wow. Wow. That's a long time. That is a long time. Well, I'd like to hear another piece yeah. of poetry from you. Okay. Um, let me see. I was going to do something from that book, and now something's gone. All right. So... Do you want to hear something from the book? I, you know, this is your interview. You make your choices. Okay. I'm going to sit back right. and I'm going to enjoy that pretty little voice that you have. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I always, I always thought that my voice was too. Um... I know you over there. I know you over there just blessing away, ain't you? <laughs> okay, your mic. Your mic. Okay. Um I'm trying I'm trying to find the book again because I had it all set up. Okay. And I have for again. Um here it is. Okay, while well, you doing that. So, um, okay, okay, you got so, it? I got it. Oh, okay. So the book is set up in different parts. Okay. And the first part is falling in love and wedding. And in this part, I have lots of things. I'm going to read a, a poem that kind of... Um, is more relevant to what people are thinking now. Although as a girl, I didn't think anyone else felt this way. Okay, it's called True Reflection, Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. Okay. 
As a girl, I didn't believe the image as I viewed my visage. The reflection, not what I expected. As much as I saw myself, I didn't see me. I didn't trust the vision of that person, sometimes feeling as if I were outside of myself looking at this body, always judging it to be lacking. The face too plain and the smile too wide, my backside too large and breast too small. And since I never saw the real me, I never knew the real girl who stared back. For I believe this girl, too fat, too ugly, too flat-chested. Unlike Snow White's wicked stepmother's mirror, mirror on the wall, mine always answered, not you and never you. So I walked through life with this image and then the world discovered me, a naive teen who would saunter past store windows, afraid to peek at herself. This deluded girl who wondered why suddenly men were yelling out of car windows and treating her attention, whistling as she passed, wanted to place herself into a paper bag to hide from the unwanted sudden attention, wanted to take cover in her room and crawl under blankets to escape the peeling of her psyche's skin under the microscope of the light of the reflection of the mirrors in the eyes of unknown men who saw a different image. When she stared again, at the familiar girl, the flat surface of the mirror, revealing only the same imperfections she saw all the time. She wondered if her mind's eye were, were clouded by the sad thoughts conjured each day. Contemplating the reason for this distortion, the contrast between her brain's message and the reality of this new blown reflection in strangers' eyes, and still not trusting the platitudes of her parents, she placed it all inside of herself. Never believing her mirror until a young man sauntered into her life. And when she saw her true image in the mirror of his eyes, she embraced the glittering glow reflecting into her own. In that moment, she became the vision of her dreams and no longer needed the mirror, for she had the, the truth in the sharp-eyed gaze of her hazel-eyed love. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, my daddy used to tell me, he says, um, sometimes you have to look back in order to understand the things that lie ahead. 
And sometimes truths are what we run from. Sometimes they are what we speak. He used to tell me that day in and day out. He used to drill that in my head day in and day out. Wow. What a peace. What a peace. Okay. That that was Mm. very hard to write that poem. (laughs) I see. I saw. I felt. I felt your vibration when you were reciting it, and I, and I was like, wow, she she had to struggle to write that piece. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm amazed. I'm amazed. That, DJ Kane, who we poem, got on? Yeah. That poem is, is it, it's very much like the Me Too, and unfortunately, I'm a victim of Me Too. Wow. Wow. All right. DJ Kane, who we got on the line? All right. Next in the building, we got the DSR mainstreamer, supporter, ink droppers in the building. What's good, y'all? Okay. What's going on, Mr. Sansoda? What's good? All right. I know you good. I know that. I know you good. Yeah. I, 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 I wonder about you when I don't see you. When I don't see you on Facebook, so I can't comment right now because I'm back in I'm back in sixty days. I mean, I'm back in thirty days of jail. That'll be when I come off. That'll be oh, no. ninety days of jail in four right. and a half months. <laughs> oh my four god! And they half put you back in. Well, you <sighs> know, um, you know, one thing about me is if you come on my page and disrespect me or disrespect anybody yeah. on my page, well, then I I have a right to defend you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this lady came on my page with something very, very derogatory. And I simply asked her not to say those nasty words, the N-word, on my post. <gasps> and she continued to do so. So then I went into the inbox, and I contacted her through the inbox, and she continued to use those words in my inbox. So I simply sit down and thought about all the negative derogatory things that she said and i took it to heart you know and i simply sit back down and i wrote a piece of poetry about her to her and put her picture on it i just simply outed her in public because she would not relent to what i asked her not to do and so what she what she did was she reported the poem to facebook said that i was bullying her and i was harassing her and so facebook blocked the poem took the poem down and blocked me for 30 days Mind you, you know what? The I, month, yeah, you know the what you m- should do next prior, time. Yeah. Well, I reported her 
And Facebook yeah. still didn't do anything because she's still up and running. So I reminded Facebook, this is the same lady that reported me a month prior for harassing her when she she is doing the harassing. And if you go to the post, if you read the post, you will see where she was saying all this derogatory stuff. So Facebook then reverted me to I could protest them taking down my thing. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, when I'm reading all of the stuff on the protest to this independent party, it states that they only take a certain amount of protest. So it's a possibility that mines will never be seen, you know. So I I would just, you know what, next time, just delete them and block them. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what I do. Delete and block. Well, well you know, I you, you know, Barbara. One thing about one thing about me is I'm a soldier first and foremost. Mm. I'm a soldier first and foremost, and. I'm just I'm just one of those type of people who just not going to accept disrespect on any level. Yeah, no, on my friend, I, I'm 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 a fighter, and I fight. Absolutely, I agree. You know, There's and, times and to I fight, fight, but on Facebook, yeah, yeah, they don't I listen. fight through my words, you know. Yeah, and no, so I just, I just whether they put me in block. jail or not. Yeah, whether they put me in jail or not, that's fine with me, you know, because they still are not going to quiet me because I have too many people that will post stuff for me, you know. So I don't understand the jail concept anyway because (laughs) they block you, but your friends can post your stuff. You you understand? So I still I Absolutely. still fight. You know, it doesn't deter me from fighting. I've been fighting all my life. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't bother me to go to jail. I've, I've been in a real jail before. I've been in a real prison before. So it doesn't bother me, you know, because they can't attack my intelligence. You know, they can't shut my brain down. And that's right. me 100%. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Now, Mr. Sansoda, you in the building. I got Barbara. I got Barbara in the building on the interview tonight. You know, you got questions for her, or you you got a piece. I know you got a piece of poetry. That's what I doubt. But uh, Miss Barbara, go ahead. What Barbara? What is what inspires your writing? Well. I have to say that I was inspired originally by political things and then love and then finally sorrow. And actually anything will inspire me to write. And if you look at the list of my poetry, you'll see that almost anything that's happened to me will inspire me to write.
You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I actually got something okay. up. I got, I got a piece. Okay, with your mic. A whole lot clearer. The older we get, life gets more like a mirror because we can see things a whole lot clearer. Hoping that you, hoping that as you get up in age, during a totally different headspace. Gaining a whole lo- lot of wisdom helps you see things with clear vision. Taking a moment to really look back hopefully will help us be more on track. Our main goal in life is to grow and pass on what we know. Got to be the source of inspiration for future generations. Realizing we'll have success once we begin to let go of regret. The goal in life is to always move on so we're able to remain strong. That's that piece. Mr. Sansoda, you know what? I like yeah. the way you do your pieces. They they short, concise, and to the point. Thank you, thank man. you, thank you. Man, man, your life experiences is whoa, man. I, I'm 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 listening, and I'm like I'm like, man, this man has a a, a chronological aptitude for life that's out there in and around him, man. I, I see you, man. Been, I see you clearly. I, I've always been very deep, too. Like, that's the one thing with me. I've always been a really deep thinker. Like, I'm, like, one of them who's just, like, that's the only kind of thinking I know, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, you you write with such a concise monologue, man. I, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. I do. I like it. Nice poem, great poem, great piece, you know. So I'm going to send you back over to the green room, man, and I'm going to get back to this interview with Miss Barbara. So I got some chicken wings over there and spaghetti tonight, man, so go over there and enjoy it. All right. All right. Thank you for coming through, man. Soldier. All right. That was Mr. Sansoda, ladies and gentlemen, a soldier for DSR. All right. So, Barbara, back to you now. Do you do much research when you're writing, or do you just write from life experiences? Okay, usually I just write. But if there's something that I don't know about, and I like a mm-hmm. prompt, mm-hmm. I will go okay. and find out more about it. And I've okay. written about painters and about um, thinkers and just finding out more about them before I did any, you know, poetry. Okay. So um, how did you manage to fit writing in with the other demands of life on your time? And are you good at managing your time? Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> I didn't really start writing seriously until I had my master's 
Mm-hmm. I was writing intermittently because mm-hmm. I was still going to school mm-hmm. and teaching at the same time until I stopped. And for two years, I just concentrated on my master's. Okay. So while I was mm-hmm. teaching and having my children and all that stuff, it was intermittent. So after that, I started writing seriously and I started writing my books, prose. And then I started writing poetry seriously after my husband passed away. Okay. I mean, I was doing okay. some poetry, but after he passed away, I just started like it was like a faucet opened. Every time I got sad, I'd write a poem, uh-huh. and that helped me. Oh, it's kind of yeah, like you know yeah, in that indeed. book, the the like water for chocolate, where she she cried into the into the cocoa, uh-huh. or the chocolate cake. I think it's chocolate cake, and wow. then everybody could feel her tears. As the age, that's what my wow. friends are like. Okay, okay. So, how did you first get published? Oh, that's an interesting story. I was yeah. writing my book, mm-hmm. and I got sick of writing for a little bit. I couldn't really get. I got. I had like a block to finish my book. So I had a little time and I got into short story writing. And so I published my first short story in like 2003 Mm -hmm. online on Story Station. So that was my first published writing. Mm -hmm. And I'd send in um a few stories here and there flash stories mm-hmm. and then i started sending in poetry mm-hmm. that was published mm-hmm. and then um i was in this group poming poming friends and we all decided that we wanted to do a book and so that's uh. where prompted Came and on the the, the door doorway. Both of them were were published from this group. Okay. And okay. that was that was the first publishing ever. Okay. Very good. Very good. Now, can you give any advice? someone who wants to write and publish poetry okay first of all i didn't just sit and write i took several courses even before i i went for my masters about poetry and Mm -hmm. so i think you need to have a little background in how to write poetry you should know the the poets 
uh, you should have some knowledge of them and poetry forms even if you don't use them you still should know them and then if you're writing just write just write and write and write and write and write and if you feel that what you've written was in your head before it came onto the screen or the paper mm -hmm. then that poem is ready but if you look at it and say, nope, I didn't, I didn't want to write this, mm -hmm. then you can always just change your words until it gets to be what you want it to say. And okay. you can keep changing it until you want it to say. But the only way you can do that is having someone else read your work so that okay. they understand and if they don't understand, then you know you have to go back and rewrite. Right, right. All right. Now, Barbara, last question. And I hope this question is not hard because I'm thinking on how to word this question. Guide us through the stages of one of your books. The idea, planning, the drafts, and working with an editor. That's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ooh. I'll start with my first book. Uh, but that one wasn't like the, the second one, so because the first book started with the idea that I needed three pages to take to this workshop that Paula Danziger, who is a, unfortunately passed away, but she was a very renowned children's book writer. And she did this workshop at Manhattanville where I was taking my masters and they had something called Creative Week. And I was taking that week as um, as college credit. And so she was teaching in the afternoon in this workshop. And in the morning, we went and we had a workshop on just how to write. So I went home and I told you my daughter is the subject of this. And at the time, she was going through um, a lot of problems with her eating disorder and acting out. Okay. And I took this idea and I wrote the, Carol, the character of Carolyn and I wrote three pages and brought it into the workshop. When Paula saw the piece, she wrote, cut, 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 cut. On oh. <laughs> <laughs> all three pages. <laughs> and wow. Then she sat down with me uh. and rewrote the first part. And the first part of my book is, is almost entirely what she rewrote. So I loved okay. it. 
yes, if I could use it, yes. So then the next part was character development. I developed the, the character of Carolyn and the character of Jennifer. And then wow. from that, I found my plot. And I found Carolyn's plot. And then I started on Jennifer's. Mm -hmm. Jennifer's plot was harder than I thought. So I took a workshop to work on Jennifer's plot line. And it was a very intense three-day workshop. And it helped a lot. And so I was okay. able to write her plot line and to figure out what was going to happen and to figure out what would be the end. Wow. And so finally, after I was able to do that, I was able to finish the book. Oh, this okay. was not the end. Because oh, okay. when I got to the end, I realized that my first chapter needed to be rewritten. Okay. And so I started rewriting my first chapter and rewrote and rewrote. And then because the first chapter had been rewritten, I went through and had to rewrite the entire book. I did about 10 rewrites on that wow. book. Wow. Then I took a workshop to critique my book. And I took the ideas that I received from people and rewrote again. Wow. <laughs> I brought wow. it back and I had it in another workshop. And then I took their ideas and rewrote it. And then when wow. I felt that it was ready, I started sending it out to publishers and received about 10 rejections. So I put it away and decided to forget about it. But then Muse It Up Publishing, which was a publisher that I actually had been friends with, Lee Skeezus, was having this online publishing workshop, the kind of conference where you could pitch your book. So I thought, well, I'll just try it. Mm. And so I pitched my book, Muse It Up Publishing, loved my book, mm. and the rest is history. I, it became an ebook. In 2011, she published it. And then about three months later, it became a paperback. Wow. And I went up to Canada where it was, and we had a book signing. And there were 12 books that I had to get signed. And we were at Zeller's, which is like the target of Canada. Uh -huh. And all my books went. Wow. And that's it. Okay. Wow. DJ King, let's go to a music break. 
let everybody get a drink or two, get in the green room, grab your chicken wing and some spaghetti. But DJ Kane, let's go to a music break. My mind is far from the final frontier. The voyage is through the sight of mine. My eyes look different in a time, and I look to the stars of a space contrapositive and inverse. Did you know that a forest of the mind is full of dancing resolves? 
its effect replaces a lure in a place you cannot perceive spiritual truth until you feelingly experience it. Crystallized in the emotions of time into the thought of eternity that takes you on one-on-one long eternal joy. To stand in the light of rise to the inverse square law of gravity dropped off on the surface of a cube instead of entwined in the helix principle. That mechanical quantum move unless you place further restrictions on the accessibility of a higher dimension, a space, a place of image to reach you at a time you left in speed fluctuation. Measure the distance between two places, expansion of proper inertia poured out on life like the rain of meekness and temperance. To grow in the hypothesis of potential, can you put your thumb through the edge of the universe to see if you might catch the eye closing when it remains open in a square separation of two different masses on the spring sequences to giving a direction to the unfolding of the universe? Take your own propensity to simulate your past as evidence to mental eyesight. The only exception to this are the places you live and any place you may move to inside the sphere to take place in the open enclosure and then ask yourself this. What's one thing that you do if life took off as a warp drive inside your mind like an intergalactic time ship? But few could relate because some minds are still in the third dimension and the landing is in the quest of the inverse star. Could you even envision time in a singular space? The best ideas will eat at you by vertical splits between envisioning your slip, your lease to explore the vast vaults of sky and great interior spaces. If you knew your potential to feel good, You would ask no one to be different so that you can feel good. You would free yourself to the edge of humanity measured in both time and space. And that's Mr. Boston from DSR all damn day in peace. Now, DJ K, who we got on the line right now? Well, I'm clapping for you. <laughs> you clapping to me. Tell me why. Yes, yes. Yeah, beautiful. Oh. <laughs> that was nothing but a little short lesson. That's all to make you think. Indeed. To make you think. Thank you. DJ Kane, who we got on the line? Next in the building, we got 914. 914, you're now in the DSR building. The curtain is raised. The microphone is in front of your face. Who am I going to speak to? Nine one four. Nine one four. You're in the DSR building. Nine one four. Hello. Hello. Who am I speaking to? This is Deborah. Oh, no, Deborah. Oh, that, ladies and gentlemen, this is my girlfriend right here. I'm going to tell you all the truth. This is my, girl, this is my girlfriend. This is my girlfriend. This is, this is my confident, my confident, a, a, a very 
trusted friend of mine. Well, Deborah, we have Miss Barbara in the building, and uh, you got a question for her. You got something to say to her? The mic I is have yours. To say to her. I have something to say to her. Um, Barbara, both of your poems touched me very deeply because in some way, shape, or form, your life and my life cross paths. Your first poem about the death of your husband and talking about death period, my husband passed also. Um, in your second poem, where you were describing yourself, you almost described me. So I commend you and I enjoyed you and I'm giving you a compliment. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And I'm I'm so sorry for your loss too. When did you lose him? My husband's been dead for over twenty years. And Oh my I can, god. Yeah. I can still I can still feel him. Also, we are next door neighbors. Yeah, I see nine one four. I live in Connecticut. That's right. I know, and I'm in New York, so we're right next door, right across the border from each other. I know. I used to live in Westchester. Oh my goodness, where? Bedford and around that area, Mancusco, Bedford Hills. Okay, I live in Mount Vernon. Okay, I've been in Mount Vernon. Okay. Yeah, so I am I am so glad to meet you and I've nice just to meet enjoyed you tonight. <laughs> I enjoyed Thank you. Thank you so much. Never. Yes, sir. Never. Yeah. Didn't you uh, okay. <laughs> Didn't you know did, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you cracking up right now. <laughs> uh oh. I'm laughing. I'm laughing at myself. Uh-huh. The girl didn't, girl, didn't you know I followed you home in the rain with no umbrella <laughs> to 3612 Broadway while you were singing that song? I wish she would have came over to my table and offered to walk me home. I noticed how you cut your eyes continuously at me. Oh, by the way, I read your lips and how you murmured the beauty of that tall, handsome man with the honey sweet. Again, he is cool, tallness, while your mind exploded in, damn. But you see, you didn't miss the security net. You were walking so fast, you crossed the intersection on a red light, so I thought it'd be best to see you safely home, so I decided to change shifts with hopes I caught you coming out of your residence. Oh, by the way, by the way, my name is Mailman at your service. She had the biggest smile. The sparkles in her eyes were July fireworks. She said, dinner tonight, my place at seven. No need to tell the rest of the story. Just wait on the invitation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, you ain't right. <laughs> you ain't right. <laughs> You know you're not right at all. Wow. That's all right. That's all right. One day you're going to press that. 
one day you're going to press that mic and you're going to say to me that mic is yours. Uh-huh. And I'm going to come out with something that's going to blow your mind. You might fall out your chair. Your mouth okay. going to be wide open and it's going to be hell. Okay. It's going to be a hard time for you to close it. So you better leave oh, me alone. <laughs> the, mic, the mic is yours right now. Now no, what? No, 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 Hey, you know, you know, Deborah, over the, over the years I've been knowing you, haven't you heard me say it's better to be ready than to get ready because you'll always get caught slipping? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, also, I don't write like that either. So, mm. well, you better, <laughs> you, you better, you better start putting some juice in your ink pen and pull out one of them <laughs> liquid pieces of paper and get busy. <laughs> uh, next time I next time I ain't gonna give you a break at all. I ain't going I ain't gonna come in because in case they you stop bringing me in when you feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, all right, I we're gonna sit because I didn't press no button to come in. You put well, me in. You, Oh, wow. Well, you were you were you was on the line, and I just happened to have a can of Modelo sitting right here, the special. And I said, I'm uh-huh. gonna catch her. I'm gonna catch her off guard right now. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. All right, uh-huh. Debbie, you know I you know how much I appreciate you. You know how much I love you. I love you with yeah, everything you that's in me. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. you do. I know you do. That's 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 a sure thing right there. That's a sure thing. All right, I'm sending you over to the green room, okay? All right. Sending you to the green room. All right. DJ King, who we got next on the line? All right. We're checking in with a 203. 203, you're now in the DSR mic room. Who am I speaking to? Wow, is it me, Adrian? Are you talking to me? Yes, I most definitely are. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is Adrian. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, I've been enjoying this. Um, I, I, I'm friends with Barbara, and so I was, I was just enjoying listening. And it oh wow, laugh to hear old school like this. You sound like one of my brothers, and everyone who's been calling in, it's just been. Uh, uh, it's it's just been a real a real thrill. So uh, mm. I've never done this before. I've never heard your your station, your your this what you're doing. I, I I commend you. I like what you're doing, and it's just a really good down home uh, vibe. And I really like absolutely, that. So, absolutely. Oh my goodness! Down. I'm so excited to hear you here with us. <laughs> I love Adrian. You have no idea how talented this woman is. Uh-huh. Well, well, you know what? Different. She needs to. She needs to. She needs to connect with me, and we're gonna bring some of that talent out over here on this show. Over here. <laughs> well, see, when you tell when you let me. One thing about me is when you say you have talent and you good at what you do, and then you have somebody co-signing that. 
I got to have you over here on my show. Got to have you over here on my show. So just just connect with me. Just connect with me. Send me a bio. You know, let me read the bio and then let me figure out how I'm going to approach you on the show. Because see, Barbara had no idea how I was going to approach her. Because you know, when you when you uh, send questions to a person. You know, some might intimidate. Some of the questions might intimidate a person. And I just like to just be a surprise. So the questions I asked her was what I garnered from her bio. So I was just asking them just randomly. You know, from her bio, reading her bio. I'm sitting here looking at her bio, and what's the next question I need to ask? The whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop. And so I, you know, it's it, it, it's better that way because the person will give you that honest that honest opinion from that person, and that's what I like to hear, that honest stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, if you uh, have a, a, a propensity to want to come on and get an interview, just hit me up in my inbox or connect with Barbara, and uh, she'll connect you with me or whatever you like, and then I can sit back, read your bio, talk to my producer, and see what days are available, you know, um, then we can get you on. How about that? Okay. Okay. And I'm going to tell you one thing. And I'm going to tell you one thing. That tone of voice that you have is so excellent for poetry. You're you're, you're a cross between James Earl Jones and Whitney Houston. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you've got her you really have her she's she's her, you, her singing voice is really gorgeous well she's gonna have to go she's gonna have to come over there and let the listening audience hear her oh you yes know, that's what we're her. gonna get to now yes. <laughs> now since you over here now that you caught in the snare of DSR featuring full purpose pins, you know that I'm not going to let you go until you do a piece of poetry. I would love to do a piece of poetry. Um, well, like come I, on. I, I didn't, well, I, I'm going to let me let me pull one up because I'm 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 not like you guys. I can't just like memorize my poems. Um, but I'll pull one up. So give me okay. Give me a minute do to your pull thing. One up on my, okay. My well, computer. That ain't no problem. We're gonna sit here and talk to Barbara. So, Barbara, how do you feel tonight after this? After I this? feel fantastic, yeah, especially with Adrian on the line. It's so exciting. Yeah, well uh, I'm, you know, I am so glad. After you know, after last week's interview and this week's interview, wow! I'm a, I, I just had to have you here because I just like connected you, and you connected with. Uh, last week's interviewee, you know, and both of y'all have something similar, you know. And it's the it's, no, she hasn't really connected with me that much. She hasn't, but I, I don't think so. Maybe we, no, she, I think uh, we talked a little, but I don't, I don't think she really sent me anything. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's a good thing, though. You know, y'all got to get on here and y'all got to get on here and show your wares. And 
I, I, yeah, I, I, I'd like to I yeah, like read more. Can I read more? Of course. Most definitely. Okay, I interview. have something that I don't usually read because it's okay. a political poem, but um, okay. when I wrote it, hey. mm-hmm. they um, appreciated it. So this is okay. called A Lament for the Victims okay. of the Charlestown Shooting. Okay. In the midst of prayer, while mouthing sacred words and bent on healing and peace, their lives were obliterated as if they were on the wrong side in a gangster movie. Only this was real life. And the gunman shot into the crowd, hoping to destroy not hardened criminals, but children and a pastor who in his heart probably believed his people were safe in that haven. But it was not to be. The gunman had planned. And it's supposed to remove an entire race. Color focused, he honed in on the unaware reverent ones he had targeted, knocking down the enemy as if they were in a video game. This attack had been planned for months in his unsown mind including the intricacy with which he performed his part, blending in like a weed in a rose garden, and then pouncing with that foreign object as he created a massacre where only serenity had reigned. While we went about our business, oblivious at the time, only to read about it and hear it from the lips of our leader, as once more he announced, yet another senseless and destructive, life-eliminating massacre. And my thoughts layered with the overlays of countless past incidents reeled in nausea as I heard again the phrases recited from the lips, but beginning in the heart, a cry of no more repeated and repeated in my head until my brain shut down. And in silence, I mourned the newly gone, a silent and lonely prayer moving my lips. No more guns. Wow. No more gun. Wow. You know what? I'm going to give you 100 blue ropes <laughs> for that piece. 100 blue ropes for that piece. Indeed. That's what you're going to get. That's beautiful. That was a beautiful piece. Thank that was that, that 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 seems so real. It seems so mm. so real. Wow. <laughs> I I sent wow. that to the to the um pastor and well the I guess the temporary pastor 
of mm-hmm. that church, and mm-hmm. they were very grateful for it. Sent me a very nice thank you letter. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was something. Well, now let's get back to the young lady who was looking for that piece of portrait. Did you find that piece? Oh yeah, I found it. <laughs> okay. Let me hear let me you know, hear what you got. Let me hear what okay. you got to say. All right. I'm gonna see if it's like... gonna be I'm gonna see if it's gonna be smooth as Crown Royal. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well um I'm in a poetry club uh, group with, with Barbara. We're both okay. members of this uh, group called the uh, Greenwich Pen Women. And so um, we, we've been working, or Barbara introduced us to a particular poetry form called a Seno. And so yeah. this particular Seno is, is somewhat like a haiku, but it's, um, well, I'll read it to you, and then we'll, you know, if you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to explain it. But I call okay. this, you got it. There's okay. a whisper in my ear. I'm going to start, start over. There's a whisper in my ear telling me to be a bright light, shine like the moon on a clear, dark night. There's a stirring in my heart telling me to be a strong force like the tall mountains with no remorse. There's a bubbling in my soul telling me to live joyously like the waterfall sings noisily. There's a burning in my bones telling me to keep on going like the ocean waves keep, keep on rowing. There is unction in my gut telling me I'm on the right track. I on the prize, no need to look back. Wow. Wow. Let me tell you this. Let me <laughs> Well, let me tell you this. Let me let me tell you this. This is what I garnered from that piece. So I'm going to free spit this piece from what you said. Walk with me in the morning light. The walk to find and know your own purpose, your values, your vision, your motivations, your goals, and your beliefs. Have we truly ever thought about who we are, what we stand for, whom your inner self is, whom you really are on the inside? To know your inner self is to know your purpose, your values, your vision, your motivations, your goals, and your beliefs, not what you have been told by others, but what you have discovered for yourself. Knowing your inner self requires a higher level of introspection and self-awareness. The process of discovery never ends. A lifelong journey knowing your inner self comes from being self-aware. Getting to know you allows you to tap into the well of happiness beyond your imagination so I could bring my gifts out into the world. When you take away the way we look, our desired presence establishes our vibrational being. Made of energy, our true authentic self, authentic form is our energy and and a unity that has seen by the spirit world. 
in this oneness once we've taken outside our current physical body at the moment of transition, the moment of magnificence, as you allow yourself to notice, you will find that you are being surrounded by one exploding epiphany. You will realize the wonder behind all creation. You will know absolutely that God is certainly real and divine reality in peace. Mm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Did he get it right? <laughs> wow. 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 That's what I garner from your piece. For wow. Real. That's a mind. Told that's she's a mind special. That she's yeah, really she's special. very special. I got to. I definitely got to get her on over here because she <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> Very awesome. Yeah, you make sure you make you you make sure that uh, you connect with me so so I can get you over here on this show because I think you would be a great addition to the interview shows. You know, I don't have them often, but you know, I'm gonna fit you. I'm gonna fit you in this schedule this year. Definitely. And as long as I can get in that green room and have some of the chicken and some of that sauce that you have. Hey, yeah, you yeah. know what? I'm going I'm to tell you, uh, when I get you over here, I'm going to make a special <laughs> portion of chicken wings with my right. different sauces and the spaghetti <laughs> all to yourself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what he did for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, tell, I really appreciate you coming over here. But bring and, your, uh, bring your jams. Yeah, yeah I'll bring my jam. Absolutely. I'll okay. Bring my jam. okay. Homemade jam is okay. wonderful. Oh, you make homemade jam? Oh yeah. Just, just. Oh, ask you do. Barbara. Oh yeah. Do you? Do you? Wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me ask you. Is it? Do you make it for purchase? Well, I, yeah, I do, and and I make vanilla, and um, I make uh, all kinds of jams, and you know I have some couple of fruit trees, and I try to just like go out and pick berries and, and make jams well, and just have a well, you day. know, <laughs> you came over here, you came over here and supported Barbara. Mm-hmm. So drop drop the information where I can purchase a jar of that jam, and I'm gonna support. Okay. You. How about that? All right. How about that? That's great. Fair oh, that's no great. Robbery, Thank right? you. That's you great. know fair exchange no robbery, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna. She just dropped that information. She dropped that information, and uh, uh, and she'll be having a money order in uh, on her way in the mail by Friday. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell me. Just give me the information and the price, and you'll have money on okay. the way Friday. Guarantee it. All right. All right. Okay. That's great. Guarantee it. That's great. I appreciate well, you coming well, through, and you going over there in that green room over there and get you some of that. All right. Wang. You know what I'm saying? They cook country style too. You know what I'm saying? Some of that 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 homemade country spaghetti over there. For real. All right, now. <laughs> okay. For real, All for right. real. Yeah, for right. real, for God real. Bless. Thank you All so much. Yeah, God bless All you, right. too. You're welcome. Okay. DJ Kane, who we got? In, who else we got in the building?
Yeah, you got one more poet, man. Uh, it's your DJ here. Okay. I do got a piece for y'all if y'all ready to hear it. Okay, go. All right, so the name of this piece is called The Blank Page. I sit here looking at a blank page, realizing as a writer there are so many paths to take, to feed, to absorb, but where should I go or where should I take you? It seems like I keep talking about the same old thing, thinking what has life have to offer me or what do I have to offer life? After hearing this or reading this, many of you either hit the stop button, turn the page, said to hell with this guy. Someone already said this before, but in life, everything that was said in the present was already said years ago and will be said in the future. It doesn't matter what language it was. So how can I come up with something new? More importantly, who are you? Rather, who am I to question you? Ponder my existence. Science says I'm an organism, blood, flesh, bone, skin, organs. I am a human. I am a man. We live. We die. We reproduce. Is this all we do? <laughs> Maybe I have too many questions. However, I think when I don't have any more questions, that could be the time to fear. Where do I go from here? My fate tied to one world, one country, one state, one city. So why should I ponder so many thoughts, so many questions? Am I crazy? Could be. <laughs> is the life I have now all there is? Or am I wasting time thinking I know there is more than this? As reality presents, there is always more than everything anyone could possibly know. I wonder, did I take you somewhere just now or did you take me? Fill the page. And that's always from DSR all damn day. DJ Kang. DJ Kang. DJ yes, Kang. Sir. Yeah, man. Man. <laughs> you always come in here and take the mic to another level. And I so appreciate you for letting me have this show, this floor, this mic. I think we've been together now 10, going on 11 years doing this together. I got so much respect for you that I can't even explain it. You feel what I'm saying? So much respect for you, I can't even explain this respect. That's how bold and big it is for you. You do things that are beneficial to everybody, not just one person. You put your all into these programs, and I appreciate you for that. You know, so 
I'm going to do this piece, and then I'm going to let Barbara take us home for the night. Well, hold up, Mr. B, man. Let me respond real quick, man. Okay. Well, first of all, right. I'm humbled by what all everything you just said. That was heartfelt, man. That was deep. You know, I respect you as well. You be doing your thing over here at Full Purpose Pens. You be scouting those features, presenting your talent, and put your story, mm-hmm. your life story on the line on the show. So appreciate yeah. you, Ed, and let's do your thing here. All right. A tribute to those who paved the way. To all those persons who paved the way for this moment, let us remember our biological ancestors. What struggles did they encounter as they left their beloved homelands? What contributions did they make for our freedom and well-being? What experiences of God did they impart? What hopes and dreams did they inspire in their children, who are our grandfathers and grandmothers? May we have the courage to delve into those issues that some tell us are impossible to solve. And may we act in visionary ways now so that our descendants in seven generations will thank us for our generosity, for our perseverance, and for our care for the future. To all those persons who paved the way for this moment and grateful appreciation to our ancestors who are legends that have paved the way with extraordinary achievements and phenomenal talents and inventions and their significant worldwide contributions to a broader society. Although we have made a great deal of progress, African Americans haven't reached the promised land. Racism is still prevalent. City, county, and state, and worldwide, and has a varying degrees from subtle to very intense realistically, Recent deaths of young African-American teenagers and men killed by law enforcement, whether justified or unjustified, has activated new energy. Placed a renewed focus on racial equality, sparked a national outcry, conversation and dialogue, and demonstrates that the civil rights movement is still relevant and visible. While facing an uphill struggle, prejudice, opposition, trials, and tribulations, our ancestors worked to bring fairness to bring a better way of life. From a factual perspective, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge Carter G. Woodson, educator, principal, author, editor, administrator, historian, and founder of Black History Month. Let us find courage and support to find our life purposes and to step up to our own excellence as our ancestors have done. A tribute to those who lit the torch and entrusted us to keep the torch burning. Be sure to pass the truth and knowledge on to our children and let us remember them. A tribute to our ancestors. In peace. Well, Barbara, it has been so nice having you over here, you know, to listen to your joy, 
listen to your happy vibration and feel your happy vibration over in this room. When you finally got comfortable, I felt you when you got comfortable. You know, I appreciate you. I appreciate that you showed up on time. <laughs> and you just you settled in like you was my sister. And I appreciate that. That's how I want you to feel whenever you in the presence of me, the same way. If I ever meet you in life, this is the same way I want you to feel at home because I'm going to treat you like you're my sister. You understand? So I appreciate well, I'm you. I'm honored. Yeah, I'm honored, I appreciate really. you. I, I treat you as my brother. You sound like my, <laughs> well, you don't actually sound like my brother, but, <laughs> but I think you're probably close to my brother's age. He I'm was 63. born in 1954. No, I was so, born in 58. Okay, you're a little yeah. younger than he. Yeah, but a little younger. You're still my younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that. Now you take us out with a poem. Okay, can you read the call? Okay, I have that I wanted to read. Or any poem that you choose to do to take us home so okay. we go night night. Um, I got out of our actuality, I got to be at work at three o'clock this morning. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay. So take us out. Take us out. Okay. Um, here's one Finding a way to live with respect and dignity. In the course of life, events happen around us. They sometimes create in us a feeling of despair. So much so you want to shrink from existence due to the way you see the loss of two important parts of life, respect and dignity. When you treat people with respect, you are acknowledging their presence as human beings who breathe the same air and have the same feelings. We are all fellow inhabitants of this planet and so must treat each other as equals with respect and allow each person to keep their dignity. Do not belittle someone because they are different. Give them the space to be themselves and accept that difference. Treasure the idea we are all different and deserve to have the dignity of being able to be different. With respect comes the ability to understand another's actions and feelings. And with that understanding, we arrive at accepting that we all need to keep our dignity. It is an essential part of existence to be able to be an individual and take care of yourself. Of course, we must conduct ourselves with dignity in public, for that is where we all meet and share the experience. We must understand the needs of everyone with whom we meet and treat them with dignity and respect. It seems so easy and you would think the world would not need reminding. But we must constantly remind everyone 
that these are given rights, that no one should ever be in a position where they lose respect and dignity due to a misunderstanding of the situation. We must be ever vigilant and protect, protect all. So dignity and respect will be the norm. Barbara. Barbara. Yes. Barbara. Okay. I, I was waiting on you to say yes. yes. You are uh, a queen amongst spoken word artists. You are so beautifully confident. And I like that about you. Thank you. And I can foresee uh, bigger and better things for you. But you know, you know, you came on my show. So now I got to test your agility. I'm going to write something and drop it on you, and you're going to have to respond to it. Okay. So be be prepared for that. I'm prepared. When you least expect it, when you least expect it, <laughs> it's going to come. You know, it's going to come. Okay. And it's gonna, and I'm, I'm. It's going to come. I'm in jail for 25 more days. Well, you so can you can post you, on my page. I, I can't post I like anything. I people who are in jail post on my page. I can't do anything. <laughs> They won't let me do anything. So more than likely, it's going to come in the inbox somewhere close to me getting out of jail because we're going to write something together. Oh, I'd love to and do we're going that. To display. Could I, could yeah, I read gonna... one more thing? Oh, most is, definitely. a collaboration with, um, okay. with another poet who's uh -huh. Okay. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead, take us home. Her name is take us home. Okay. Her name is Deep and Preet. Okay. Okay, this is this is for all poets. Finding your voice. The words of a poet flow freely. Oh, before I finish, before I continue, um each each stanza is different. So it starts out with me and then deep and preet and then me, and then Deep and Preet, and then me. Okay. So. The words of a poet flow freely, but behind them is the reason to write. Images cannot stand on their own, or a poet's words would make no sense as strings of beautiful visions filtered onto the page, depicting only the scene and not what is found from the mind of the poet. The Pictionaries run in the head of a poet who wants to speak aloud and make his concerns be promoted to the whole globe. Thus he runs up his calamus and draws word images on the empty page through which he finds the way to find his voice. Why do we write? 
What drives us to place our feelings into words? It is our inner voice struggling to be seen, the part no one ever views that must be heard, the emotions we feel that create joy or sadness or make us want to jump in the air or hide under covers. We write them all down for others to see. We open our, ourselves for you to see our insides. Poets make paper soak up all ink just to give words to the things that are verbally unexplainable, but can be understood when written while penning down our colorful expressions. Our soul feels like wandering on the paper. This is the voice of the poet. We all speak in different ways and in the images we choose and the memories we share, we give voice to the thoughts and feelings so many cannot say in words, and we speak in our individual voices we find when we bring forth our truths in poem. Wow. Wow. And the girl who wrote that with me is 16. 16? 16. And she has two books published already. She lives in India. And she's just such a lovely person. Okay. 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 Wow. That was beautiful. Well, we got to get out of here, Barbara. Well. It's been wonderful. Before, thank you so much yeah, for letting me read. Yeah. And thank you, yes, Adrian, for staying interview. up. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate you coming through. You know, uh, I, I, you know, I'm going to talk to Kane because I want to see if we could have a show. This is just an ideal right now, brewing to get all of the people that we've interviewed over the years to come to one show. All the people we've interviewed over the past three years, maybe four. I'm going to go back that far. And hopefully we can pull that one off. I really want to see if I can pull it off. That's the reason why the ideal is in my head. I want to really see if I can pull it off. Because if I can pull that off, then I'm going to start planning for a meet and greet sometime in 2023. Once it takes about that long to get it all together, about a year to get it all together. So, yeah. I have a holiday show every year. Every year? Around Christmas time. And Mm -hmm. I take all the people who have been on my show during the year. And mm-hmm. I bring them on, and they each read a holiday story. Oh, okay. Okay, that's an idea, too. Good idea. Good idea. Okay, well, let us get out of here. Let us get out well, of here. Yes, Appreciate you need Barbara to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be talking over the weeks, you know, back and forth over the weeks, because I'm definitely going to stay in touch with you. You know, appreciate you. So I'm going to say oh, good night, everybody. And I appreciate you, my new brother. 
All right. <laughs> okay. Now, thank you everybody who came through and showed this lady some respect. Appreciate you all for coming out and supporting the DSR platform. Be reminded that there's upcoming shows with uh, DSR um, all artists lineup and the erotic poetry show. So y'all stay tuned for that. And until next time, same place, same time. Peace and love. DSR all damn day. Good night. Bye-bye. Night.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.